Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Water Cooler Episode 3. My name is Marley Silverbrand, and I am joined by... Jerry Villa. And on today's episode, we, we actually got live basketball that we can talk about today. Uh, how excited are you to talk about, like, five-on-five five basketball? That's the first time we've been able to be able to say that in quite a few months, so... Well, they said, like, 100, yeah, 100 plus days or something. Yeah. Um, before we get into, like... The an analysis of like each game or just the games that we watched. Like, what do you think of of the the presentation of the NBA? Like, what what they what they're doing what they're doing on the court, or like just how they made everything come together? The, how they made everything come together and everything on the court. Uh, it's it's good. I I think they're. I feel like they're planning to do more, but it's it's a good start. I like how they they wrote Black Lives Matter on there. Um, there was like different um different arenas. I know they're doing the same thing, but it's it's a cool thing that they're doing. I, I like it. And I like the um the arena, how uh every time uh someone's at home, it shows the team's logo and stuff and then yeah. the fans and whatnot. There's so that's like cool. they have like multiple screens hanging above, I believe, like the scores table where it mm-hmm. has like each team's sort of design uh um ethic of like like uh during the Sacramento game today. Sacramento versus the Bucks. They had uh, Sacramento was the home team, and they had Sacramento proud and the the really cool player uh, uh, player logos with like the players are in white background. You probably seen them around Sacramento, but but if if you don't live in Sacramento, you probably haven't. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, I I really like the presentation too. They really have done a really good job of of. I, I heard today like uh, during the broadcast that. They put six microphones underneath the floor so that you can hear like the squeaking of the shoes, which I think yeah. is like a really cool aesthetic. And it it really uh, it may, really makes me not want to have fans back because I like hearing the players trash talk and like this. It, it just makes it feel like it's like it's an open gym, but it's like competition. So yeah, it was it was cool. I I you can hear them. Um, I was watching the Kings game as well. Um, you can hear the squeaks and non, like nonstop, so it's cool. And then, I I haven't seen this in a while. They added like a um, a cool camera angle in that game where it's like going side, uh, side, uh, side to side, I guess, but like zoomed in. So it was it was cool. Yeah, I I, I, I see that camera angle too. It was a little disorienting because I'm not yeah. used to it, but I thought it was super cool. Yeah, it's it. They're definitely taking advantage of of like the restrictions, but mm-hmm. also they're just making it more entertaining. But uh, on the other hand though, speaking of stuff that isn't entertaining, uh, I watched a few baseball games and they're not playing without fans, but they're not in a bubble. That's probably the biggest thing. They're still traveling to every uh, major league baseball, like, like city. So, and, but they're getting tested every day, but I really don't like baseball without fans. It just, I feel like it highlights that baseball is a boring sport and it, mm-hmm. baseball is really just there like to have a couple beers with your buddies and maybe a hot dog and then leave in the seventh inning. And the, the announcers, the announcers for like the baseball games, it just feels like they're trying to kill time. While like, while like in Orlando for the NBA, it feels like the announcers like yeah, the yeah the announcers are remote, but mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like they're skipping a beat. 
it's it just seems it it, it feels normal as as normal as normal can be in 2020 but but but, but what do you think do you, you like you watch i don't know you i know you don't watch baseball but you said you watched a few mls games so few, how does it compare what? i know you watched a few mls games so how does oh, that yeah, compare yeah. to like to the nba uh well i i've been watching premier league games so it's it's basically the same thing um mm-hmm. it's it's cool um you can you can like when you watch it on tv you can um hear they add the the fan noises in the background so it's it's cool it makes you feel like there's actually actually fans there and, yeah uh, i like it <laughs> yeah um the mlb is doing that too like fox just announced today that they have the ability to to uh digitally like put fans into the stands yeah. and and throughout and throughout the game they can like if the game like yesterday the giants got blown out by the dodgers nine to one so if there's a blowout, they have the ability to make the crowd look like like everyone went home, <laughs> which is a little weird. But it's super weird. Like I watched a few MLS games and like they're putting in the crowd noise at the at like uh, at, at during the baseball games that I watched, and it's just it. I don't. It it just feels really weird and awkward when you hear fans cheering and no mm-hmm. one's there. It's it's like it's the it, I forget I forget the word that um, I don't I don't know it just feels it feels super awkward I, I don't know but it's, well it's it's gonna be like that for for a good a good amount of time I guess yeah so they figure everything out but yeah uh, back but back to basketball uh, we have a few games to talk about uh, yeah. a few no- notable games. Uh, the first of the scrimmages, I believe, were the Nuggets uh, versus the Wizards, yeah. and they made Twitter headlines like crazy. Especially when they announced that they're playing small ball, not small ball, but more like bull bull ball, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but when you when you saw that, like, what did what did you think of that lineup? Yeah, it was it was a. Uh, I did. I, sh- I showed you the lineup, right? The the tall, the tallest lineup I think in NBA history. Yeah, with Jokic like, playing. It, it was point guard, yeah. Yeah, and uh, um, I seen some of the highlights. So he, <laughs> uh, Bobo, he has this card in two K, mm-hmm. a Galaxy. So he's in in the game. He's he's like super OP because he's, oh. he's super tall. Yeah, he's super he's super tall. He can shoot. He shoots good threes. So it seemed like that, like in real life. So so. With all this hype around Bull Bull now, like, do you think he's the next Kevin Durant, or or, or is he a little bit above the hype? Uh, you have to give him a chance still. Um, he's because what he's still a rookie, isn't he? Yeah, he's still a rookie. Yeah, yeah. you have to give him time. Yeah, but uh, it, it's but... hard. He, he it's hard to to know if he's gonna be super super good or, or whatnot because he he's tall, and if if he learns how to shoot even better, then I think. That'll that'll be better for the Nuggets. Yeah, it, it. I just feel like it's unfair because the Nuggets have Michael Porter Jr. and they have Bol Bol. So mm-hmm. it's just like, come on, save some for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, back to the like the huge lineup that, that Michael Malone just threw out there, just because it was a scrimmage game. Do you see this as a lineup that he could potentially use, like if he the Nuggets make it? 
like to the Western Conference Finals and they play the Lakers, or or, or even if they meet the Lakers later on, like do you see do you see a that this uh, lineup could take down Anthony Davis and LeBron James? Um, maybe because it's if you put that lineup out there, it's it's hard it's hard to compete with them. I don't I don't think you're gonna get any boards. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> for for sure. But Anthony Davis is also super athletic. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's nothing's going to stop him. But I think it. I think it could probably take him to a seven game series. I would. I wouldn't be surprised. Plus, you got Michael Porter coming off the bench too. Yeah. Michael Porter, he can get buckets any day. And he's only getting better. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I'm going to coin that phrase: small ball. So if the Nuggets make it to the Western Conference Finals, uh, hashtag small ball. So, so, <laughs> but yeah, uh, do, anything else you want to add about about the Nuggets? Uh, he's he's looking good, Jokic too. Yeah, he, I've noticed he slimmed down. So, I I think I think they can make it four two. Jokic, my under twenty five, my twenty five and under best player oh, yeah. in the league. Player. <laughs> we, we won't go there. Yeah, I think the Nuggets. The, the I, I believe I said the Nuggets are my dark horse. I wouldn't uh, like. I would be very surprised and happy for Michael Malone if he was able to push through to NBA Finals. But we'll, we'll we'll see. These are just scrimmages, so he's obviously just tinkering. But it's it's super interesting to talk about. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. Um, another. Another game that's kind of worth talking about is uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. It was their first game, I believe. Um, and Ingram seems pretty, uh, like, 100%. He seems like he was going off. So, mm-hmm. uh, anything you want to talk about there? Where it's- oh, he's – that's why he made, he made my um, top ten list. He's he's nice, man. Yeah. Basically, um, where he left off. Like, this, like, the one thing to point out about these scrimmages is that it, not a lot of defense is being played, unless like with the Bucks. Like the Bucks were the only ones that were playing like a hundred percent, like all the time. But like the scores were like super high, and not a lot of defense was being played. It, I, 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 these scrimmages were really just meant for getting the players' rhythm back, and yeah. Br- Brandon Ingram's rhythm is definitely back. So, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I. As much as I would hate to see like the, the Pelicans like get that eight seed, but I feel like out of all the teams, they're like my least favorite team to get the eight seed because it's so predictable. Like, I, I feel like it's either the Blazers or or, or Sacramento if they get out of their freaking rut. But we'll, we'll, it's probably either Memphis or or Portland. But but yeah, so that's my dark horse, Portland. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not a bad dark horse to have. Like they were in the Western Conference Finals last year, so. But yeah, uh, yeah. So the Pelicans are looking uh, are looking good. Uh, your Celtics played the next day. Yeah. So, you, so you, it, you said you watched the first half. Yeah. So I watched the first half. Then uh, I fell asleep during the the second, and I was watching some of the highlights. Tatum, he he struggled. Uh, Jalen was looking nice. I think everybody was was playing good. It was just basically rust. Tatum, yeah. Tatum, 
we'll pick up where he left off too. Yeah, uh, the one good thing to note too is during these games is I believe Buddy Heald said after the first game uh, that the the Kings played is that this is a shooter's gym because the way everything is blacked out and there's no fans like there to distract, they Mm -hmm. can actually like get up and get their shots a lot easier. Yeah. So if you're a shooter like during like in this bubble, then you're 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 pretty good. But I feel like if your game requires anything else, it's going to take a little bit more tinkering. So uh, these scrimmages actually definitely help. Uh, but uh, speaking of Buddy Hill and the struggling Sacramento Kings, I guess we'll, we'll <laughs> that that leads into our next sort of like topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel when I st- the when I watched the first game, I was just kind of like. This is just typical Sacramento Kings basketball. I'm so I'm so over the slow starts, the uh, the lack of a big man, no Marvin Bagley. It's just and the freaking stagnant Luke Walton offense. I, I I'm just so over it. Like I I after seeing these two games of Sacramento struggle, I'm just I I'm honestly over it. Like if we don't get the eight seed, then oh well. But you, you did you watch both of them, Jerry? So I I've I think I watched the the first half on the first one, and then I watched almost the the second one, the whole thing. Uh, you guys, I, I still don't know why um Luke's bringing Buddy off the bench. What I feel like he, he brought him off the bench last well before Rona happened was because he wasn't defending well and. Mm-hmm. And he wanted like firepower off the bench, but Bogey isn't. My argument there is that Bogey isn't defending well, really, <laughs> really at all. And I've, I would rather have Bogdanovich coming off the bench just because he's that ball. When Fox goes to the bench and Bogey's on the bench, then there's no ball handler. As much as I like Buddy Heald, he doesn't handle the ball to, particularly well. I would rather have that ball in Bogey's hand. And he will be the main offensive initiator, but that's that's just my opinion. And frick, and Luke Walton doesn't agree with that, obviously, because I, I I don't know. What, what what do you think about that? Do, do you like Bogdanovich being like the main person, the main trigger man off the bench? No. Oh, right. oh well, off the bench, yeah. I ra- I rather him come off the bench and have Buddy start. Or like we talked about before, they can they can both start at the same time if you do like a I guess kind of small small ball lineup. Yeah, but, but I believe Dave Yeager did a lot of that last like when he was the coach. Like Bogdanovich played a lot of the three. This is before Barnes, so uh, Bogdanovich played at three, Buddy at the two, and then Fox at, Fox at the one. Yeah, but, you could you could do that, and then just put um, Harrison at the four, and then let's say you get Rashawn Holmes back, put him at the five. Yeah, it like that lineup makes sense, but uh, when you go up against Giannis's, uh, the Giannis's and the LeBron James of, of the league, and Bogdanovich has to guard those guys, I, yeah. I don't think that's that's kind of where you run into trouble, and mm-hmm. that's where Harrison Barnes supposedly was supposed to come in, and he's been serviceable, I guess, not four years, eighty million serviceable, but <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> 
but yeah, uh, I'm just a depressed Kings fan just sitting here. Uh, that's that's just my life. But you're Celtic. Celtic. <laughs> yeah. What we're like, what we're talking about. They're just scrimmages. I know it's it's to take off the rust, but yeah, your Celtics are, are despite them struggling. I think your Celtics actually look decent. They like they actually look like they're communicating. The th- the yeah, problem- um, the like with um. What our coach was saying, Brad, he said that they weren't talking enough on the court. So all you can hear was the Thunder players communicating with each other, like like loud. And I guess mm-hmm. our players weren't doing that. So that's, I guess, one thing he wants them to work on. Yeah. And another thing is we didn't have Kemba on the floor. Even yeah. though it's a spin, we didn't have Kemba. Yeah, Kemba is he, – he's the key. Like, if, the, if, if you guys make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, it's because Kemba is there. So, Kemba, Kemba is your guy. Even though, as much as I like Tatum, as much as I like Brown, like Kemba is 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 the jockey that rides the horse all the way to the finish line. So, yeah, and he and this year he's taken a, a back seat to to them because he knows he sees their potential. He's yeah, the best players he's ever played with. Yeah, but and then but that's I feel like that's a sign of a. A really really good player is that mm-hmm. they know that they're really good but when they see someone else better they they willing to take the fade to the background but not completely yeah because look he's still he what was he averaging in in charlotte before like 20 plus right yeah he was he was the star there yeah and he's still no else there. <laughs> he's still doing that here he's averaging yeah. I, th- I think like 20 almost 22 or i think 21 yeah. point something He's still doing that, so I I feel like we still have a good chance. Um, and his canner, I didn't I didn't know this. Uh, he's leading um, the NBA in offensive rebounds. Yeah, that that makes sense. He grabs a lot of boards. He but. I and I I think he he's close to setting a, a record for uh, for offensive rebounding like in a season. Mm-hmm. That that wouldn't surprise me. Like. He doesn't score a lot, but you, if you want to count him, I, I believe last year we were in talks to actually acquire an S counter, and I mm-hmm. was kind of I was chomping at the bit because I knew this guy would grab boards. Like he yeah. doesn't he doesn't score very much, but and he doesn't defend particularly. No, well, he he scores he scores more than he defends. Yeah, like I'm just, I'm just saying like shooting the three, like you can oh, count yeah. him on the on the block, but. But you can't really count uh, with it, with his three. Yeah, it's de- it's decent with his uh, three point shooting. He doesn't really shoot him. Yeah, he he needs to, he needs to shoot him more or maybe improve. But if I'm the Celtics, you don't really need another shooter like at the five because you already have Tatum, you already have Brown, you have Kemba, you have Hayward. Mm-hmm. It's like shooters everywhere. So yeah, yeah. but I don't know. That's but going back to Kemba, where mm-hmm. you said that he's fading to the background because he's like he sees the potential in Tatum and Brown, is that's the problem with with De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox probably sees that he's the best like player on that team, so he feels like he has to do everything. So until he until these players that we have around De'Aaron Fox develop into something that's better than Fox, mm-hmm. then I don't think we're going to be doing anything. 
Well, uh, we'll we'll see we'll see what you guys do in free agency because I I feel like you guys have a chance to compete for the the eighth seed because yeah. like I seen De'Aaron play today he looks like himself he's attacking he's he's shooting more yeah and his free throws definitely improved too I don't think yeah. he I think he missed one from the free throw line and he was actually getting to the line uh, but I don't know we'll see. I, I like we said in the last podcast. All teams have a shot. Like mm-hmm. any any team that's eleven, ten, nine, and eight, they all have a shot for the eight seed. So it's all a matter of who who gets tripped up. So, but yeah, uh, I guess. Like, uh, what would you would would you think about the the Lakers and um, Mavs seeing LeBron um, and Luca? I, I just watched the highlights. I didn't mm-hmm. actually watch the game. Um, but Luca looks on point. The mm-hmm. Lakers obviously look on point. It's yeah. like not much. But that's definitely like it, it could potentially be a, a Western Conference Finals like showdown. Yeah, I I was telling uh, I was talking to to my wife about that. That that I I see that as a like high high chance of a Western Conference Finals. And that would be that would be super good, but I know a lot of people want um, the Battle of L.A. Yeah, but I, I don't – I'm not one of those people that want the Battle of L.A. I, I feel like the Clippers are – I know a lot of people are saying Kawhi and Paul George are going to turn it on in the postseason, mm-hmm. but like they always do. But I just don't think that Clippers team is as good as they were a couple of years ago. When they with all their young talent, they could have been. I feel like well, with it was all their last young, year, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when they draft, yeah, it was last year. Uh, I feel like if they kept their young talent, they would they could possibly be better than right now when they have Kawhi and Paul George. But they live in they're they're in LA because they're in LA, so they kind of have to compete with the Lakers. Yeah, bring stars uh, to. That's so. I think that's the whole reason they they wanted to make the trade because once they got Kawhi, they knew they had a chance. They had to get another star, and that's why they got PG. But they had to give up something. So I guess they're trying to win now. That's their mentality. Yeah, but I've always liked that the Clippers are that blue collar like team compared to the compared to the Lakers, where all the stars go, and it's like. Uh, if, if when you talk about the Lakers, it's like you see you see the Lakers like in movies and stuff like that. But the Clippers, it's like you see them picking up trash on the side of the road. Uh, it, it's like they have that blue collar like style. Like I'm bringing my lunch pail to work. Like, well, yeah, because they're, they're always going to be second to the Lakers. Yeah, even even now with like Ka- Kawhi and Paul George, like everyone's talking about the Lakers winning it all. They're not necessarily talking about the Clippers, but yeah. But uh, did you see Ben Simmons? Some of those highlights, him shooting threes. Uh, why would I waste my life and watch it? <laughs> no, gonna... no, I actually didn't. I, I actually didn't see Ben Simmons. But... Uh, he shot a he shot a three, and then uh, there's a. Th- oh my god! He shot thing a three. on Twitter. Did he make it? I don't, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> did you see that thing on Twitter? I don't know if you retweeted it or you commented on it. About the Ben Simmons, like his, he's seeing a a therapist or a psychiatrist or something because people are forcing him to to shoot more or something. Oh, he feels uh, like pressure. That's I guess. so soft. 
such a this is such a soft league. Oh, I gotta see a therapist. People are trashing me on Twitter because I can't shoot. Then <laughs> stop shooting. And <laughs> like, look at Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook can't shoot, but he's still dominant. He still gets triple doubles every game. And no yeah. one's, no one's, everyone's kind of forgotten about West Westbrook, like shooting. Because every now and then, like he does, like shoot a three and he makes it, but he's not shooting like all the time. That's what Ben Simmons needs to do. He needs to be like Russell Westbrook. Yeah, because Russ is um, this year field goal percentage is forty-seven, so forty-seven point four, and then his three is twenty-five percent. Yeah, so it's not the best, but at least he's shooting. Yeah, and plus he's in Houston, so he has shooters all around him. Yeah, Philly um, not so much. <laughs> I so I, I had a question. I I brought it up earlier with um with one of my friends. What do you, what do you think about Ben Simmons and Giannis? Do you think they're like similar? I feel like Giannis. If, this is just my bias coming out. I feel like Giannis is more dominant. Like if I if I suited up on the floor and I seen Ben Simmons and Giannis walking out, and I had to guard both, I would choose Ben Simmons over 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 Giannis. I'm like I'm not gonna. I can't guard Giannis. I'm six foot three and freaking two hundred pounds. <laughs> But look, look, there's no difference in size. Giannis, he's 6'11", 242. Ben is 6'10", 240. Yeah. There's, there's not that huge of a difference. So what Giannis is doing, I'm pretty sure Ben can do. Plus, Giannis, he's, he's starting to shoot more, but he doesn't shoot that good. Yeah, but so I feel I feel like they're like super similar. But I I know what you mean that Giannis is more he attacks more. Yeah, he's just I I just wouldn't want like with Ben Simmons I could get like uh, I can get everyone to triple team him out on a three and force him to shoot. Mm-hmm. And but with but with Giannis like if I get him to triple team he he will pass out to like one of his deadly shooters that he has on the Bucks. I feel like the Bucks the Bucks have more shooters around Giannis than Philly has around Ben Simmons. That's that's just my opinion. But mm-hmm. I seen Kyle Corver shoot shoot it today. Yeah, Kyle Corver is God. like forty is he forty? He's money. He's money man. Is he forty? I seen that today. Um, that's crazy. Like and he's like number four yeah, like an all time threes made. Like yep. Kyle Corver is yeah, <laughs> he, he's money. Uh, and then you have uh, Divincenzo, but yeah. uh, Dante Divincenzo, yeah. Yeah, and then West, uh, Wesley Matthews. He's yeah, kind of garbage defensively, but he can shoot. But Marvin Williams, uh, Chris Middleton. His yeah, Chris, yeah, Chris Middleton. He, his first All Star appearance. Yeah, and then he. I don't know if you do this. He always drops like. 30-plus when he plays us. He turns into, like, LeBron when he plays us for some yeah. reason. That's just a, a sign. Like, it, if you if the Celtics play the Bucks, I, I'm sorry, Jerry. I think the Bucs uh, get, get you in six. Just because you saw uh, the, the two scrimmage games? Well, no, not because I've seen the two scrimmage games. Like, before, like, the shutdown. I feel like yeah. the – the Bucks are just built like it, it, the Bucks are built 
in such a great way. I, I, I love the way they're built. I love the way they're coached. They defend really well. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe I just see the Bucks like when the Kings play them. So it's really easy to defend the Kings because they just play fast and you just slow them down. You foul, yeah. <laughs> you foul them out in the open court, and you're like, okay, take the ball off, off to the side, and then you get them in the half court. Uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, I think the Bucks could probably take the Celtics. But any other team, I feel like the Celtics can. Uh, um, we'll move on to the finals. We'll see how we play going against them because uh, we had the we split the season series one one so far. Oh really? And the, we won one sixteen one hundred five the first game, and then uh, they won one twenty eight one twenty three on the second. And then they're the first team we play when the season restarts next week. Oh, that 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 game will be exciting. I'm gonna watch that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna be camping, but I'm gonna try to watch it out there. Just pull up a YouTube TV. Just watch it. Because uh, I'm taking my uh, my projector and, and my PS4 out there, so oh, hopefully. <laughs> that doesn't sound like camping. <laughs> it it is. It's it's gonna be it's it's gonna be in Washington. Oh okay. Big big lake. Out there. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, hopefully the Celtics do not win that game. No, I was kidding. Uh, we play the Spurs. We play the Spurs opening oh, up. I haven't even seen um, their highlights of how they've been playing. Have they been playing good or no? Uh, I haven't seen them either because they're garbage. Well, so, got beat. I'm not going to watch the Spurs. It's like, I don't know. It's it, it's like me coming home from work and I'm just like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch the Spurs. <laughs> hey, you have to if you're a diehard Spurs fan. <laughs> oh, is there a diehard Spurs fan anymore? Uh, maybe like, maybe one of our listeners is. Uh, I, oh yeah, that's that, that's very true. <laughs> now they unsubscribe. I'm sorry, <laughs> take that back. <laughs> uh, but I I hate just a message to all the diehard Spurs fans. I'm sorry that your team is trash. You you guys were good. Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker. Uh, you guys may have a future with Lonnie Walker. Other than that, you guys are trash. They still have uh, Murray. He's not bad. When he's when he's available. Mm-hmm. He's he's always hurt. It seems like yeah. he's always hurt. They still have uh, Lamarcus, but I know he's out until next year for. I think he got surgery. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Lamarcus is their future. No. Yeah. He's uh, not. Oh, did you hear about um, Victor and then uh, Sabonis? Uh, no. So, right. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so you remember how Victor said that he wasn't gonna? He was debating on whether not to play or not. And then I think he said he wasn't. And then he he played in their first um, scrimmage game. Oh yeah, I did hear hear about that. So 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 I'm I'm wondering if he's gonna actually play the season or not. So I was wondering that when they actually played. And then I think it was uh, today or yesterday, uh, Sabonis, he's not going to play. All right. Ooh. That's, that's going to be a loss. But so, if uh, Victor's playing, like, if you – if the Celtics put – because in the first round, the, if everything goes right, you might play the Pacers. Mm-hmm. So if Victor is playing, that, that team looks is pretty scary. 
Well, that's that's what I'm wondering. I don't know if he's going to play or not since Sabonis is going to leave. He's leaving because he, I guess he has a significant foot injury. Oh, so so like Marvin Bagley? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If they play Oladipo but lose Sabonis, who – well, you still have uh, Miles Turner. Yeah, but Miles Turner is your other big man that can shoot the three. He and, hasn't been playing that good, I think, this year. No, and you're losing 18 points a game, 12 rebounds, and five assists. There's only two players in the NBA NBA averaging that. It's him and Giannis. Yeah, and you also have TJ Warren though. TJ Warren can probably step up. Like TJ Warren's well, nice. Well, I I like him this year. Yeah, well, I like him this year, too. I never really liked him with Phoenix, but no. under Nate McMillan, I feel like he's kind of thrived underneath that system. But We'll, we'll see how they do. That's that's what I was I was thinking. I don't know if he's going to play or not. Yeah, but we'll, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll probably we'll, hear before the, the season actually restarts. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll see. The season restarts officially on Friday, correct, right? There's like on Thursday. Oh, it's on thirtieth. Okay. Um, I feel like all the scrimmages are done, or they they have a few more. Well, they're done. There's one more for each team. Yeah, I think they're done on the twenty eighth. That's the last day. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so we'll have to find out on find out on the thirtieth, like um, how how these teams are gonna play when they're all on the line so all the games are on the line yeah. um, and then um did you hear about zion he came back too yeah zion's back in the bubble um, so he's in I have, team. as as a kings fan i have issues about that i think it's kind of dumb where zion gets to leave the bubble for uh, a family emergency what well, mm-hmm. Not saying that it's dumb that he has a family emergency, but he leaves the bubble and then he could come back and then play. But well, he he was in quarantine when where he was with his family, so that's that's what they have worked out. When you leave somewhere, if if you have an excuse, you have to still quarantine out there, so they keep track. So he he's getting tested every day, but so he has to come back negative oh, every day. Oh, okay, but Rashawn Holmes leaves for chicken wings, for not even a minute and he has to quarantine for 10 days so how, how is that fair <laughs> i i understand he was quarantined but it was mm-hmm. I, I feel like the scenarios are just kind of they're they're just a little skewed in a way i don't know this, this is just the rules over there i guess yeah it's just the sacramento kings getting screwed by the rules once again <laughs> Or, or just screwed by our own players. I, I don't know. I, yeah. Um, but I don't really have anything else. This is kind of a shorter episode, unless you want to have you want to talk about anything, like about uh, the virtual fans. That. <laughs> oh yeah. So that the, how they're showing like different pictures and stuff. That, yeah. I think that's that's pretty cool. And like I was talking talking about before, how um, whatever team is home, it shows other stuff on there. So that, that's cool. Yeah. I, I like the the court. It's that's like the the best thing about it. Yeah, and how they're they're showing multiple games at the same time. Yeah, it it reminds me of like 
like a tennis tournament where you know how they have like the main stage like uh, uh, i'm not sure if you watch tennis but they have like like a main stage where all the big players play like at wimbledon and then they have like these little tiny courts off to the side and they're just having games like all day and it um, uh, I don't watch tennis, but I get what you mean. It's it sounds uh, to me, it sounds right. super similar to uh, NCAA tournament like March Madness. Yeah, or like World Cup, the World yeah. Cup too. Yeah, yeah, when you it's it's cool. Yeah, they they definitely put thought into it and uh, and time. Uh, but hopefully next year we'll be back to normal. But it doesn't look like it, so. Anytime soon, with the rise yeah, of cases it, reaching four million. I know, and then uh, we have the the most cases here in California. Yeah, four hundred thousand. Uh, so, yeah, stay safe out there, everyone. Uh, Jerry, do you have anything else? Not base. Same thing. Stay safe. Uh, wear your mask when you go out. Oh yeah, wear your freaking so mask. <laughs> so, so we can so we can stop this together. Wear your freaking mask. <laughs> I forgot about that one. It's something so simple. Yeah. Cover your face. But yeah, uh, my name is Marley Silverbrand. This was a yeah, short. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about the short episode, but we're just kind of reacting. So um, this has been the Water Cooler episode three, and we are signing off. <laughs>